Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. There we go. Okay. After okay. 20 minutes of technical difficulties. Here we are. We'll see <laughs> if it lasts. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> As I catch you in the middle of your yeah. drink. How are you? I am well, actually. I am well. That's good. I'm in the end of a three-day weekend. Three and a half day weekend, so feel rested. Feel good. That's good. Yeah. Cannot complain. Nice. Yes. I worked three doubles, and then I had today off. And then I have three more doubles again this week. You are a badass. Uh, <laughs> it sucks. Because <laughs> I have to get it up at like six to be there on time. Nothing's open yet. And then I get, we close at six. So everything's pretty much closed already by then. <laughs> During all of this, at least. Right? Everyone's on special hours. Yeah. I feel like the magic hours, even the grocery store we normally go to, closes at 8, and they're usually open to, like, 11. Yeah, there's a Trader Joe's by my work, and they... I don't know if they've expanded their hours. I know, like, right at the beginning, around St. Patrick's Day, I stopped to see because there was... They have uh, one of the people I follow on Instagram posts, like, grocery hauls, and I really like grocery hauls. We can talk about that later if we want, but... <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but she uh, is also vegan. So I just like look at what she has and I'm like, ooh, I should try that. <laughs> She's nice. She's from LA. We talk sometimes. But <laughs> she posted. I feel like I need to follow her because <sighs> I want more vegan stuff in my life. And I feel like that's a great way to do it. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's great. But we, <laughs> or she posted a picture from like Trader Joe's and there, she had Thai tea mochi ice cream. And I'm like, dude, Thai tea is like my favorite thing. And you, they, nobody makes it vegan. There was one place in LA that made it vegan. Someone's, I have my blinds open right now so I can like see across to my neighbors and <laughs> someone's walking down the <laughs> stairs. But yeah, I had to go find that. Where did you find that? At Trader Joe's. Cause... It's just the Trader oh Joe's God. brand mochi ice cream oh my god i need that in my life yeah. i love thai tea too yeah it was real good but anyway the point of that story was i had to go two days in a row because the first time i went they changed their hours and so they were closing at seven and i'm like well that sucks that does suck <laughs> yeah we've gone twice to the same grocery store at seven o'clock p.m when they close at eight and so we're like running through the store trying to get all of our things i'm like why don't we just come earlier we wouldn't have to do this yeah <laughs> There's at the Safeway by my work that I stop at sometimes. I went there yesterday. Okay. So they have the aisles marked off as like one way, just like back and yep. forth. But some people don't follow that. And I'm like, I don't follow that if what I need is at the end of the aisle that I'm at. And I just need to like step in real quick and grab like Oreos or something. But like I was getting seltzer and I was in the one way aisle going the right way. And there was a woman standing at the other end, but she was coming from that side. And I'm like, okay, what I need is on your side. And you're just, like, strolling along looking. And, like, now we have to pass each other. And that is not six feet apart. <laughs> I finally trained Stefan to use the one-way aisles, right? Mm -hmm. So we get in this rhythm. Even if we don't need anything, we get in this rhythm. We're just going up and down all of the aisles because they're all one way, right? Yeah. So, yesterday, we went grocery shopping. And I shit you not, like, ten people were not following the rules. I'm like, people, I finally have trained my boyfriend. Do I need to train you too? <laughs> like, right? Follow the, follow the big, huge green arrows on the floor. And if you see a stop sign... Don't enter. Yeah. It's annoying. It is annoying. I don't know how much more obvious they could make it. The signs are huge on the floor. I know. They just have a guy. Do you have a, like, a customer limit? I think at the front door, yeah, he's got, like, a clicker or something. <laughs> oh, it doesn't have a clicker. They just keep track on their phone. <laughs> he'll, like, <laughs> people will go and he'll be like, 96. And then someone will come out and he'll be like, 
95. <laughs> like, that sucks. <laughs> what happens if you lose count? What happens if you find I know, I don't know how he's keeping count, but... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that is where I would like to have a clicker. Yeah. One but you can't unclick, three, though. Minus one. Is the problem with that. You can't? You can just, like, roll them back, can't you? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I've never actually used Me one. either. But I would imagine you'd be able I've to. I've only seen them in, like, prison stuff. <laughs> when they're Or when they're doing some sort of, like, inmate count or something, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I've seen them at, like, Major League Baseball games and things like that. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> or, yeah, like, stadiums. Yeah. They use them a lot for, like, capacity and such. Because a lot of times during boarding events, they give out attendance numbers, and they usually base it off what the clickers say, mm-hmm. or how many tickets are sold. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so I was supposed to have three doubles last week, right? And then have yes. two days off. So I got there on Monday, and my opener's like, oh, they need you to come in tomorrow morning instead of tomorrow afternoon. And I'm like, did they change the schedule again? Because I'm not supposed to be here tomorrow afternoon either. <laughs> it's not instead of, it's they now also need you to come in tomorrow. Yikes. <laughs> I know. Well, okay, so one of the girls from a different store had to take her brother to Mexico or something, and I'm like, is she gonna be able to come back? Because I know that, at least in California, they shut down the border. The border? Oh, man. (laughs) So I don't know how that works. Oh, man. Or if she just, like, takes him him down there and he, like, does the pedestrian side. Yeah, like the walkthrough. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I was just gonna say she could drop him off and they could just walk over. But if they closed it, they closed it. Yeah. Like, both to pedestrians and cars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It could have been New Mexico. This was, like, third-hand information. (laughs) I have no idea. Oh. Okay. That's right. You guys are right next to New Mexico, aren't you? Yeah. Because my mom accidentally ended up there when she was down here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Your mother, I love her. Bless her. Bless her. Yeah, I don't know how she did that, but she's like, I'm just gonna stay here. I'm like, okay. I'll lock the door then. Hey, mom. (laughs) That's kind of like Pullman, though, here in Washington. Like, when I went to go see my sister, we drove, like, ten minutes, and it was... We were in Idaho. I was like, whoa. Yeah. We well, in... there's... Okay. Idaho. So here... Okay, Bullhead City mm-hmm. is... Is an AZ, right? Well, it's both. Because we crossed over into California for like 15 minutes and there was a dispensary, which is how we know it was California. But it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a split city. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't so we know had that. to cross okay. the border and then cross back over into Arizona. So the... Okay. But that was before the daylight savings so we so the time changed for like a minute <laughs> that's so weird. yeah <laughs> did it change on your phones like, oh i don't know probably but <laughs> i'm just curious like is gps that distinct that they can tell well it's not like immediate because when i fly it doesn't change until like i land <laughs> but that's also because yeah i throw mine in airplane yeah. mode though exactly god i can't wait to fly again oh <sighs> I can't wait. To, oh, man. If I knew that the last time I went to Target was going to be the last time I would get to go to Target, I would have appreciated it more. <laughs> I would have strolled. Inside is 2020. I would have strolled longer and, like, sniffed more candles. <laughs> Instead of sniffing the roses, you sniffed the candles. <laughs> well, it's Target. Stop and smell the candles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the simple things these days. Yeah. The simple things. Oh, hey, I held a Zoom happy hour at my work on Thursday. Okay. That was cool. Explain to me why everyone is doing Zoom. So it's basically a management technique to stay connected to your employees that are working remotely, just to kind of keep the camaraderie of an office. But also uh, everyone else is doing Zoom. (laughs) Because it's free and you can stay connected to your friends that way. My friends and I, or some of my friends and I play bingo on it. We do trivia. Why? How is it? But describe to me why it's different than Skype. It's not. It's virtually the same thing. I don't Um, understand. It's just, see, personally, okay, I'm going to go on a little rant (laughs) here. I was reading some uh, safety policies and I am not happy with the Zoom I know. That's my thing because I've seen several articles that are like Zoom left 
a lot of information just like out in the open. And I'm like, then why are people doing it? They were very vague about it. A lot of people don't know about yeah. it, but because it's a quick free option and it's new, people are opting to Zoom. So my work just introduced Microsoft Teams mm-hmm. uh, as licenses for all of just bought licenses for all of us and i wanted to use that but the user interface on that is clunky and weird and it may not have worked on all of our people's laptops so we opted for zoom because it was something that was universal i think it's because zoom is cloud-based whereas skype is more or like skype and like microsoft teams and the downloadable ones are like app forms whereas zoom you can just straight up cloud base it and i think that's that's really the difference there but anyways my zoom meeting was good it's fun (laughs) off my soapbox yeah my zoom meeting is fun we had a drink competition (laughs) what does that mean do you guys just get so Uh, we didn't get hammered. No, we did have alcoholic beverages though. Those of us that were in the office brought ours that morning and then threw them in the fridge. <laughs> it was fun to see like six different alcohols in the fridge. That was great. <laughs> At my workplace, nice. That's always fun. I love it. Anyways, so this drink competition was you didn't have to create a new drink. You just had to create a new name. <laughs> so it's a naming competition. <laughs> Yes, basically. <laughs> basically. Their most creative drink, most creative name. Hmm. I won't go into detail, <laughs> but there was a political entry. Yeah. <laughs> of course there was. And I that one is actually probably going to be our winner. By the time this episode <laughs> is released, the results were, are going to be announced. So yes, that is definitely our, was our winner for our drink competition. So I can say that. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, it was fun. It was super fun. It was nice to see everyone's faces, uh, connect with everyone. It's so weird. I haven't seen people for over a month and a half. Like, I know. What? Yeah, I mean, I don't like, I don't really, I mean, I have Kelsey, obviously, I live with Kelsey, but I don't have, like, friends here, really. But I saw Jolene today because she had mail for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So we cool. just, like, met in the middle and stood six feet apart and reached really far <laughs> to hand off this mail. <laughs> You can always do it through the car window. Yeah, but I parked on the street. Oh. And she was in the parking lot. Oh. Because <laughs> it was my uh, my tags, so I had to get out and put my tags on my car. So oh, I had to do that anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, when she, I met to go walk with her a couple weeks ago, she had an Easter basket for me, so I just opened up my back seat and she just put it in there. <laughs> I was like, here, just put it in. Nice. Yep. <laughs> is it my turn to go first this week? It it's yes okay <laughs> so i sent you a photo on there was it thursday or friday i sent you the photo i think it was thursday of my cap and gown my cap and gown came oh yes <laughs> like what picture <laughs> <laughs> so that is the thing that i like is my cap and gown <laughs> and everything that signifies so that's pretty cool <laughs> um so i went to kind of like i was like got to thinking i was like what in the heck like where do they get this garb from like where jostens no actually mine is from Herf jones i don't know what that is but i just assumed that jostens was like regional apparently not no i think jostens is national but i think they're more because high school. i've heard other people talk about it on other podcasts and i'm like huh yeah i <laughs> did not realize that that would be on the east coast i think they are maybe more high school based whereas herf jones yeah. is more university based just a guess i don't actually know don't quote me <laughs> yeah Anyways, kept and gown. Academic regalia came to fruition when universities started forming in the 12th and 13th centuries. 11 and 1200s. Students and teachers wore clerical garb because the church was highly influential during that time. Many professors were priests, monks, or clerics, and their students were usually studying to do similar work. I would hate to have to go to college for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know that's a thing though, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. It's like an actual thing. Personal yeah, choice. Uh, I would hate to get a college for that. Yeah, I can't think of the name for it. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Clergy school. Yes. Clerical it's clergy. A, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're going to be like a Catholic priest, you go there. Yes. 
What is the name for that? <laughs> it's all on the tip of my tongue. I know it is. I know. I can only think of the word monastery, and I know that's not right. No, I want to look this up. This is going to be a thing <laughs> weekly. Rabbinical school is for rabbis, so never mind. Hmm. <laughs> can you not find it? That is not what I was looking for. I was looking for clergy school, and that was not it. <laughs> I don't know. Me either. Okay, we're going to move on, though. <laughs> I came up with rabbinical. It's going to come to me. I'm going to yeah, find it. Me too. <laughs> Probably after we're done recording. But I'm going to find it. <laughs> Long robes and hoods were worn to keep warm in the unheated buildings. In the 11 and 1200s, I would assume they were stone buildings. Yeah. The significance of the hood dates back to the Celtic groups and Druid priests who wore capes with hoods to symbolize higher intelligence and superiority. Basically, if you were wearing a cape with a hood, you were smart. Although medieval universities initially inspired the academic dress, the first schools that officiated and standardized graduation apparel were Oxford and Cambridge. Not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> the word is seminary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Seminary. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Cambridge and Oxford forbid excessive apparel in universities and then required everyone to wear long gowns during ceremonies to create unity. Thus became the mortar board cap. <laughs> the graduation hat or cap has changed over time, but the cap we know today was believed to have been based off the 15th century Beretta style hat. These hats were worn by Catholic clerics, scholars, and professors. Why is it called Beretta? I'm not actually sure, but it looks like a short, stumpy, flat chef's hat. I looked up a picture of it and that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> huh. So why the square cardboard shape? It's debatable. I found several theories. Most historians believe it signifies the form or shape of a book to give it a scholarly appearance, or it's meant to represent the quad within the middle of Oxford campus. Another theory comes from its name mortarboard, and it's borrowed from the flat board used by bricklayers to lay mortar. Surprise. Right? <laughs> so they spread the mortar on this board and then used it to wipe on the wall. Yeah. Therefore... I know. I know how masons work. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, people believe the reason... The cap is square is because it represents the mortarboard of a master workman. And when you graduate, you're a master in your field of study. So that's where... Which is why you have a master's degree. <laughs> Not always. Not always. Yeah. <laughs> so I always kind of like wondered why we turn the tassel from right to left. And it turns out that's... A is it? I don't know. which. <laughs> I've never known which direction you turn it. Yes. <laughs> I just know that it turns. So when you're wearing it, you it's on the right. And then you turn it to the left. But only for graduation up through undergrad once you've earned your master's it stays on the left i found Why? that little tidbit out i don't know oh, actually i do know <laughs> hold on i do know that answer when you get your when you're going to school for your master's do they tell you that because i would not know that i would not know that either and i don't know that they do so you people like us are probably <laughs> so everyone's just gonna look like an asshole up there <laughs> i mean their they probably wouldn't let you walk across the stage like that like there's people that will correct that for you when i walked it uh, community college graduation, they had people checking us before we walked out onto the field. They're like, okay, 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 okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, master's degree recipients start with their tassel on the left side and leave it there through this ceremony because they already have the distinction of moving from like crossing a bridge. So when you move it from right to left, essentially it's saying you have completed something. You've crossed this bridge into educationhood or into your <laughs> education path. But by the time you've gotten your graduate degree, like you've already, you're already there. Like you're in it. You're, <laughs> you've already earned that distinction. You don't need it to flip it anymore. It's kind of what I'm gathering from this. What a metaphor. Right. 
<laughs> already earned that distinction, so it just stays. <laughs> so yeah. Also, my capping gown just makes me happy. So <laughs> I tried real hard not to cry when I tried it on. I didn't cry. I mean, you'll get to wear it in like six more months. It's like eight months, dude. It's only yeah. April, December. That's so far. That's so... No, I actually, I do get to wear it in May. I do get to wear it in May for our online graduation. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could wear it every day if you wanted to. I mean, I could, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Because that'd be a little ridiculous. But anyways. I mean, hey, time passes differently in the time of the in-between. Who cares? Yes, dude. (laughs) We are like in this black hole void that doesn't exist. Yeah. But is actually going to have ripple effects for decades. I know. (laughs) It's the weirdest time to be alive right now. Anyways, that wraps up my cap and gown topic. (laughs) Well, that was short. It was short, but it was something that like happened this week and I was real, real excited about it. So I wanted to share some cap and gown history. You worked at our high school. Yes, I did walk at our high school. I don't remember you being there because you were away that year. (laughs) Anyway. I walked with MR. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember now? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember you being there, but I remember the story about <laughs> were you guys like at the river and almost missed graduation? <laughs> yeah. So the night before graduation, we went down to Willow mm-hmm. and Micah had his guitar. And at the time, like it was not uncommon for us to like hang out till one or two in the morning. He would play and I would sing and we'd like record crazy mashups and it was super fun. Anyways, mm-hmm. Micah in his big ass Lincoln decided he wanted to drive out in the sand. <laughs> I was like, are you sure this is a good idea? Like, I don't think this is a good idea. He's like, oh, we're fine. I was like, all right. It's a good thing my dad taught me how to dig out a car out of the sand. Like, let's do this. Yeah. So Micah gets like, I was like, you better gun it to get to the hard stuff. Like, once we leave the pavement, you better have some speed. But not so far that we're in the river. Yeah. Just enough to get to the hard sand. So we go flying down the willow ramp into the sand and we just hit the sand. And I'm like, oh, fuck. We slow way down and he like goes maybe like 20 feet and he tries to turn. I'm like, what are you doing? Just stay in a straight line. And he, he messed it up. He messed it up hard. (laughs) Next thing I know, like the bottom part of the car, like the wheels are halfway buried in the sand. The part of the door, like the bottom undercarriage of the car was like an inch away from the sand. So we were like deep. Yeah. So we, I think he had a flashlight in his car or something. Somehow we found a piece of plywood and stuck it underneath one of the back rear wheels and like dug out all the wheels like my hands were so sore because of the sand scraping against them and this whole time we were like oh my god oh my god oh my god we're gonna miss graduation tomorrow what oh god how are we gonna get out of this pretty soon after like two hours of trying we just looked at each other and we're like we gotta call your stepdad (laughs) we we gotta call your stepdad so his stepdad brought his truck with a wench because his stepdad was a big logger and pulled his car out and his mom to this day is convinced we were at the river trying to have sex (laughs) <laughs> to this day yeah. she's convinced of that I'm like I promise you that was not <laughs> no. what we were trying to do <laughs> not at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were young and dumb and it may have looked like that but I swear to god that was not what we were trying to do <laughs> yeah so yeah that was I don't think the night before graduation we had, like a lot of people up for graduation like my brother and everyone came up yeah so I was just at the house probably <laughs> the night before yeah now we were just out cruising around like <sighs> What is your first topic? Are you ready for my first thing? Okay, I was watching a video. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do this week, but I was watching a video on YouTube. Rhett and Link. What is their channel? Good Mythical Morning. I was watching a Good Mythical Morning video, and they were doing something where they had to be distracted because they were getting surprised, right? Yes. (laughs) So, to distract themselves, they started playing Patty Cake. And I was like, I love clapping games. Yes! (laughs) that's my thing is clapping games. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to call it, so I just like typed in hand 
clap game. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what to call that category. Wikipedia has it listed under clapping games. So I was basically right. There you go. Clapping games are a style of game that involves clapping as rhythmic accompaniment to a singing game or reciting of a rhyme, often a nursery rhyme. It may include other moves like thigh slapping or a final move like touching the ground and freezing. There's a woman, Sarah... Bernstein, I think was her name. Bernstein, Bernstein Bears. <laughs> I think it was Bernstein. <laughs> that was from the Wikipedia article. And they never said her name before, but they were like, Sarah Bernstein lists 79 basic hand claps. I'm like, who's Sarah Bernstein? <laughs> what are her credentials, please? <laughs> Who also, is she? Also, what, what does that mean? I mean, she was uh, cited in the oh. citations at the bottom, okay. so she wrote some sort of something on it. But 79 hand claps, what does that mean? Maybe like widely known <laughs> like, ones. Different, but like different games or like styles of clap <laughs> or like, like probably different like clapping ones like Miss Mary Mac Mac Mac. Yeah, that's probably what like is one. that what it means? Like I, that's it what says, I take it as. Seventy nine basic hand claps. Are you? Do you mean the game itself, like the series of claps in that order, or do you mean like a set of three is one? Like what do you mean by? Yeah. I would think it's like the number of clapping games like Miss Mary Mac or what's another one? Um, so, okay. Patty Cake, obviously, yes. is one. I there think- is Miss Mary. Uh, so that one is officially just called Mary Mac. Okay. There's also Hello Operator, yes. which was al- always my favorite. It was the most risque. <laughs> Same. <laughs> also, I can get to, I was trying to do it in my head earlier because I don't have anyone to clap with and Kelsey's not going to know any of those. Probably. I would imagine. I can get to the part in Hello Operator where the flies are in the meadow and then I don't know where the boys are. Where are the boys? Oh. In the park. The boys are in the park chasing after in the dark. The boy, the girls are in the park and their boyfriend's kissing in the dark. <laughs> it just came to me, but I still am missing crucial parts. <laughs> Dang. I almost had it there, too. You almost did. It was real close. The, my sis, No, the boys are in the park. My sister and her boyfriend are kissing in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes. I got him. Good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was trying to think of that. The, I researched hand clap games for like 45 minutes and I could not finish Hello Operator in my head. Hello Operator. Give me number nine. <laughs> and if you can connect me. So... Most cultures, I mean, in all cultures, it's just a kid's game. Obviously, all of them, the clapping games are for children. In most cultures, it's like, kids play it, who cares? In European-influenced cultures, it's basically just girls, because everybody knows girls are the only ones who know how to clap. (laughs) I don't know why boys can't do it. Maybe they're bad at rhymes. I don't know. (laughs) Now that I think about it, I don't ever recall doing it with a guy. No. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Fun fact. It's kind of the same as with like jump ropes, like anything where there's like a sing-songy rhyme that goes with it. It's, yeah. It's I don't know. It's because they're left-brained. Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. Because when I was in elementary school, the boys did do jump, jump rope with us because we would do like the, not double dutch, but just like the long one. So two people have to hold it. Mm-hmm. We were not, okay. I went to a private school, right? And by private, I mean church. I went to a church school. <laughs> and we were not allowed to do the traditional Cinderella one. So we had to come up with other, other versions. Really? Well, because in the Cinderella, she's kissing. Yes. The snake. <laughs> yeah. The snakes. Yeah. She's kissing a snake, and that's not appropriate. No. Not at a, not a church school. <laughs> no. I mean, she's kissing a snake. It's probably not appropriate for many children or any children. Also, it <laughs> but... still blows my mind that you went to a church school. Yeah. I also went to church there. 
I know. <laughs> that the doesn't surprise I ever went. But the fact that your <laughs> parents, of all people, yeah. put you in a yeah. church school. Yeah. Well, we went to church there. Fair enough. I, I have some theories about that, a, but we won't touch it. That is a different episode. <laughs> we won't touch that. That's uh, happy things that, that, only. That's for, the, that's for our VH1 behind the music. <laughs> happy things only. Mm-hmm. Kissing in the dark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Upper Raider. <laughs> okay. There's actually a lot of, like, research into this. I wasn't planning on having this many notes on this. I was basically going to say all the things that I just said and then, like, talk about our favorite rhymes. Ooh. I have... Okay, there's one. I can't remember how it goes. I can remember how it ends, and it is problematic. And it was my favorite series of claps. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um... Is it the lemonade one? No, maybe. What's the part of the lyrics are don't like whiskey, it's too frisky? Do oh, you know that one? I don't. <laughs> it gets racist after that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's problematic. problematic. I don't remember the words. That's what you meant by that. Okay. Yeah. I don't even care about the rhyme, really. We just, my sister and I would, we got, we're real fast at it. We would still do that in high school. <laughs> I feel like there was one with a lemonade that I really liked. Did you ever do the double-double? Double-double this, this, double-double that, that, that. Double-double this, double-double <laughs> yeah. that. Yes! Which is, like, the, the most basic one above, like, patty cake. But I feel like that one was really hard for me to learn. Yeah. Well, because you got to speed up everything. You got to speed yes. up. It goes faster. Yes. This is true. Yeah. I love this. This makes me happy. I'm having like all the nostalgia right now. <laughs> yeah. Also, I figured. Okay. So there is, I don't know how many parents with small children we have listening to this episode right now. Welcome. <laughs> Come on in. Have a seat and a drink with us. Yes. <laughs> Take a break. But there is a website. So the website is called funclapping.com. And basically it has a bunch of the clapping games with just, you know, clickable links. And it has the lyrics and videos of how to do each one. So you teach your kids all the clapping games. Will you send that to me? I don't have kids, but I'm going to teach those to Stefan. Yeah. That is going to be our quarantine. I'll put a, I'll put a link in the show notes. Oh my God. TikTok videos. (laughs) (laughs) I just became addicted to TikTok this last week. I have never used TikTok, and I don't know how it's any different from Vine. I don't know that I will ever post a video, but I know <laughs> that I like to scroll through them. And this just gave me a really good idea to start doing clapping game videos. Okay, do it. <laughs> I'm going to jump on that. Yeah. So anyway, go to funclapping.com. I'll put a link in the notes and have fun. So there are many studies on clapping games and rhymes and all of that because it is mostly girls. So like, why? Why is it girls? And like, why is it and what are they girls? doing? And what are they doing? Right? Okay. So basically the hand clapping games are part of an oral tradition. Okay. So one rhyme can have many versions based on the area, the time that it that you're playing it and the ethnicity of the players. So like, hello operator is, how did you do it? Hello operator, give me number nine. And if you mm-hmm. disconnect me, I'll kick you from behind the refrigerator. There was a piece of glass. Miss Susie sat upon it. Okay, so you say... (laughs) Oh, no, that's different. Your words are different than mine. (laughs) I didn't let you finish that line, but I already know. Mine was little, not big fat. (laughs) See, so even Oregon to Washington, it was different. Weird. (laughs) Apparently some... People say Miss Lucy and not Miss Susie. Oh. Which I've never heard. No, mine's always been Miss Susie. Yeah. But because it's an oral tradition and it's 
not, you know, like, people aren't coming up with this. Like, kids are just making it up. Mm -hmm. There is no canonical version. So no one's ever wrong. It's just whatever it is. It's just how you learned it for wherever you learned it. And when. And with whom. I kind of like that. (laughs) Yeah. So there's actually a documentary about clapping games. There is? (laughs) Yeah. It's called Let's Get the Rhythm, The Life and Times of Miss Mary Mack. So is the documentary on, like, the study of these clapping games? Or is it... It's just, like... think it was in new york probably just because there's such it's such a diverse culture (laughs) you can visit like different schools that just teach like dual languages and i'll get into that a little bit but it's just like i think she just like went and talked to a bunch of girls and was like hey (laughs) like what what are your games in like the culture that you grew up in and stuff like that is it miss lucy or is it miss Susie? exactly but also it's probably not gonna be any of those because a lot of the kids i'll get it i'll get to it i'm not there yet okay that's a different article so they there was a thing that i really a sentence that i really liked so basically they are playground lore all the rhymes they're playground lore it is a rich body of folk literature just outside the attention of adults which i think is really cool but like (laughs) when you think of folklore you think of like sasquatch and other things that like the you know immortals that have been around like forever yeah and people came up with usually to describe things that happen to you know like the weather they don't know what lightning is but there's something up there doing it right right so they but this way it's children trying to cope with the things that are happening in the world around them i love that i also when you mentioned earlier that whatever name was not wrong like whatever name the person used was not wrong i was like Mm -hmm. i almost said i love that because it leaves like creativity up to the person and then coming circling back to that that's pretty much what it was intended for was for child's creativity i love that exactly there's a actually the new york times put out an article in december this last december about also basically the same thing okay but that's where i got the rest of these notes so the endangered language alliance did a study and they have mapped 637 languages and dialects to the new york metropolitan area 637 that's distinct so many languages and dialects i know the new york metropolitan area not new york state just the area like new york city like the five boroughs basically that's wild that's so many that's wild but because there are so many different cultures there and you know a lot of children of immigrants are coming over and they're mixing their native tongues with english i mean it (laughs) makes sense it's all different it makes total sense but exactly a lot yeah that's a lot So they made a note that many of the rhymes are based on dark subjects because, okay, so they went to five different schools and they talked to girls who speak Haitian Creole, okay, Korean, Spanish, Arabic, and Polish. And <laughs> some of the Polish girls were like, oh yeah, we made up our own, but nobody else knows it. <laughs> so it's basically just like the two of them <laughs> playing this one. But I guess a lot of the Polish kids, like, there's, I don't know, there's one that's played at like a lot of schools in New York about Pikachu. I don't know. But they've translated it to Polish and they just keep like the Pikachu part. There is a word in Polish. Basically, when you translate it, it has a double meaning. Okay. Because it's also a word in Polish. And I'm like, that's cool and weird. But yeah, so like, it's not just you go to like summer camp 
and you'll learn Miss Mary Mac. Like, there's all these different ones in basically every language. And, like, some of the ones from the Haitian Creole school, they are talking about, like, AIDS and stuff. Because there was, like, in New York, or in the US, I don't know if it was just New York, Haitians were banned from donating blood for a long time because there was such an AIDS epidemic within the community. So, like, the kids were being affected by that. So, to (laughs) process that in kid minds, you kind of have to (laughs) make it lighter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, like... The Arabic one, it was some girls from Yemen, and they, one of their teachers they were talking to was like, yeah, some of it kind of plays into the stereotypes that we wouldn't prefer, but the girls were like, it's more about, you know, because it ends with, like, you punch someone in the stomach. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, the teachers are like, you know, it's kind of dark and we don't necessarily want to send the message that we're violent people but the girls are like it's more about if you treat someone this way they'll treat you the same and not like hey go do this mm-hmm. we don't condone yeah. it <laughs> no it's more of like a, a lesson what are those like a moral like a moral story yes essentially yes exactly so i just thought it was really interesting yeah because <laughs> i mean when i started looking that up i'm like yeah i remember miss mary mack and like, hello operator. I don't know. Those are the only two I can think of <laughs> right now. There's a lemonade one. There probably is. I think, I, yeah, I think there was, but I don't remember. Yeah. And then it just goes so much deeper than that, especially in like immigrant communities. <laughs> I heard that something similar about Ring Around the Rosie. Oh, Ring Around the Rosie was about the scarlet fever, I think. Okay. That's yeah. also <laughs> kind of what, along the same lines, right? Exactly. All like, the like children trying to cope with like nursery rhymes. You Yeah. You have to figure out some way to process that as a kid. So oh, I just thought man. that was super interesting once you, like, got into it more. Which is why it took me so long. And I'm like, oh, hold on. I'm not done with my notes. <laughs> All of the details. <sighs> yeah. That is super interesting. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that they had such a history. I just figured that they were games and I never, like, put much thought into it. And I love that you dipped into that. That's yeah. so cool. Super nostalgia over here. but yeah we used to play them at just like i went to day camp and we would play them yeah i remember playing mine at recess all the time and my mom and i actually played my mom was the one i think who taught me hello operator yeah but we played mostly with school at school i did not i didn't have many friends at school (laughs) (laughs) me on the other hand is friends with everyone yeah i mean that's also for the behind the music but anyway anyways (laughs) what do you got (laughs) okay so I think two episodes ago, we talked about travel. I don't remember how long ago. I think it was two episodes ago. And I kind of wanted to go a little bit more specific with that. I think we talked a little bit about road trips, but I wanted to talk a lot about road trips. Are you stealing road trips? I'm not stealing road trips. (laughs) We're talking about it, man. I know. That was one of the... Because some of the things are like, who's going to get to it first? Yeah. You can do road trips. We both come from road trip families. We do. like... Which is why <laughs> this topic I made way more conversational than I did about yeah. history. Be- mainly yes, because yes, yes. I knew that we come from road trip families and it's yeah. I wanted to be a little nostalgic. So this episode is literally all nostalgia. about nostalgia. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yes, that is my topic this week is road trips. Yay. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about where my family went on vacation as a kid and why. Okay, so my mom was born in South Dakota and she has family there. And I don't think I knew that. No, you didn't? I know that you went there a lot, but I don't think I realized why. Yeah, so my, my mom was, was born there. She moved <laughs> South out. South Dakota is the one with the mountain. Yes, Rushmore. 
Okay, I can never remember which Dakota it's in. Yes. I've been there and I don't know. I'll talk about that later, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my mom's family moved out to Washington when she was a year old, 1967. And that's kind of where we stayed, which leads me to where we grew up, our hometown. I grew up in a small town at the foot of Mount St. Helens, the base of Mount St. Helens. And yeah. that's kind of where our home base for all of our road trips took place. We traveled to South Dakota just about every summer from the age of, oh God. I think I took my first trip back there when I was five and then we didn't go back for several years and then we started going again when I was like 10 and then I think we went every year until I was 17 every summer (laughs) so us in the highway between Washington and eastern South Dakota got real close (laughs) yeah so that's the majority of where our road trips were I remember we went on a couple we like to go to the beach a lot but those are just like day trips those aren't really long road trips but yeah we went to South Dakota to visit family where did your family take road trips you guys were a little more adventurous weren't you okay so (laughs) my mom was born in Arkansas and my dad was born in Texas. All my our family's from the south. And then we ended up in Oregon. That's a different story. <laughs> That's not relevant to road trips. But I grew up in Oregon. So we would go into southern Oregon, like an hour north of the California border. So we would, it depends. Okay, my dad was a biker. So we would go to like rallies and stuff. So like uh, northern California, we would go to a lot. There's a rally that we would go to in like Selmac. So I've never known how to say it. (laughs) I couldn't help you out there. We would go camping there every summer. That was my favorite. I want to go back, but like, it's not going to be the same. And I also don't want to like ruin the memories. Right. (laughs) Something should just be left untouched. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I learned to ride a bike. Like, it's like, we were there a lot. (laughs) Like every year. Yeah. All the memories. Uh, Yeah, like we would camp directly next to the horse people, which sounds like it would be awful, but I love horses and they were really nice. Uh, And their niece was on American Idol once. Oh. Oh! Christy Lee Cook. Yes! Yep. We would camp next to her aunt and uncle who owned horses. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And we would like go like ride the trails and stuff. Yeah, it it was fun. So we would do that. Also, my mom loves seafood, so we would just like go to the coast a lot. Do you know sea lion caves? I do know them. I have not been there, actually. That's on my list of things to do. It's fun. We should do it. <laughs> I'll go with you. I've Down. I, yeah, I love the Redwoods. We would go to the Redwoods a lot. I have a lot of pictures. If I... All of my photo albums, I think, are in storage. I don't know why I'm looking for them. Like, I can show anyone. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I also know that I don't have them with me. But yeah, we would go down there a lot. Not really up north, actually. It was mostly California because, like, that's where our family was. Our chosen family was. Right. Like, my mom's family was there. <clears throat> Except for, like, the extended stuff. We went... The first time I went out there, I was, like, a, a baby baby. And then not again until I was 12. We went the summer before we moved to Washington. My mom and I went out for both of our families were having family reunions the same summer. So that's where we spent the summer was in like Texas, Oklahoma, down there. That was fun. It was hot. And then when we moved to Washington, it was just like me and my parents and the other people who lived in our house. So like my brother and all of our like other family and friends and stuff still lived in Oregon. So we would just take the like five hour drive down a lot and do that. So like I've done the basically the Portland to Medford a lot. <laughs> yeah so like I know we have like our routines like we have all the places that we would always stop we didn't have Dutch brothers up there at that time so ooh, I will get to that too (laughs) we would get to Dutch always like first thing there's one like as you're driving to our old house you 
you get off the freeway and you, then you take the road down and you can see the Grange and then the Grange is there and then the Dutch Brothers is over here and then you go stop at Dutch. But yeah, so there's always like the traditions and stuff. Yeah, we went to South Dakota once. That was a whole thing. That was just a series of events. <laughs> That was eighth grade. Oh, but yeah, then we had exchange students and we would take road trips during spring break to like the Grand Canyon and Vegas and stuff like that so they could see that. But I remember you guys went to was it Disneyland once and you got me my Hollywood sign. Yes. I loved that. Disneyland I I was that. eighth grade. We had Cat and Stuffy. I love that. So the ending of your description there leads me to <laughs> some of my questions for us to discuss. Yes. <laughs> okay. Did you have a favorite rest area? A favorite rest area? Yes. Here's the thing. My brother likes to say I'm like a camel. <laughs> I could survive in the desert for days without having to pee. <laughs> so not really. I never really needed a rest area. Okay. So I didn't ever like really need one, but we always stopped at one always because we were always driving yeah. from Washington to South Dakota. And yeah. we went from Washington to Idaho to Montana to Wyoming to South Dakota all the way across South Dakota and back. So my favorite, favorite favorite rest area is actually on I-90 West <laughs> in Montana. It's called the Dina Mora rest area. <laughs> I think that one's my favorite just because there's a little creek um, that kind of runs by it and the bathrooms are like in a little tiny wood cabin. It's super cute. It's They have little tables you can sit by the creek and I don't know why. That's all, That was always my favorite rest area. We would sit and always have lunch there and for whatever reason, I was I actually looked up the name of it because I was like, I know this rest area. It's right in this stretch of road. Like, what is mm. the name of it? Dina Moore rest area on I-90 West. We also road tripped up to the peninsula after Twilight came out. Oh, I have not been up there yet. I think we took Jacob with us. I've been up there twice. One of the times we took Jacob with us because there were tiny like cabins on the side of the road and he was too big. <laughs> he was too big for the tiny cabins? Yeah, they're small, dude. I don't know what was happening. That was, that is that where you trip. stayed? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you have a favorite road trip food? A favorite road trip food? Like yes, snack? Yes, I do. Oh, I don't have a favorite rest area. I do have a favorite pit stop, which is when you're going I-5 South from Portland yes. to Southern Oregon, which is the trip we would take all the time. There is a little tiny town called Brooks. Yes. Do you know Brooks? I know okay. Brooks. We would always we would always stop there. There's a pilot station. Mm-hmm. It's a pilot station with a subway and a Taco Bell. Sometimes I would get Taco Bell, but always... We would stop at that pilot station. Pilot station is my truck stop of choice. Yes. If you have, if you have a question, it's pilot. Pilot. They always. have the best, sele- they have the best selection. They have a variety of teas, which is surprising. They I have just the like best pilot ice. I just prefer pilot stations. They're the best truck stop. Fight me. <laughs> no need to fight. I fully, fully agree. But they have the like freeze coffee, like the frozen coffees. Mm-hmm. So I would get the vanilla one of that. And I would get a zero bar, <laughs> the candy bar. It's mm-hmm. like a, yeah, it's like a nougaty white chocolate. The it's one in gross. the gray wrapper. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> that nobody's ever eaten before. I actually yeah. have. That's my, yeah, that's my favorite. You gotta stop somewhere. We would yeah. always stop in Brooks. Your little favorite pit stop treat. I drank, okay, when we went to, in eighth grade, when we went to South Dakota, I drank so many of them. I had the worst caffeine headache after we were like not on the road anymore. <laughs> I <laughs> thought I was gonna die. I think that was my first ever caffeine headache because I was like 13 or 14. <laughs> Super suck. That's a yeah. hard lesson to learn on the road. Yeah. My mom's like, see, this is why I didn't want you to drink all that. I'm like, you never once told me not to get it. <laughs> right? Like, where? 
You may have <laughs> thought that, but you never told me, Mom. <laughs> Jesus. Right? So my favorite road trip food. So we always bought coolers full of snacks. Like we had a bag of snacks and then drinks in the cooler. Rarely did we stop for food until we got to uh, Rapid City in South Dakota. Where we would always go to Golden Corral. That mm-hmm. was the first Golden Corral I ever knew of. And it I've was been all... there exactly once in Spokane. I've been there once. T- I went to the Spokane one too. And that was a bad one. That was not a good one. They opened one here in Vancouver. Or just north of here in Vancouver. And that one's pretty decent. Anyways, my favorite road trip snack was the mixed pack of fruit roll-ups, fruit by the foot, and gushers. Because mom never bought it for us unless we were going on road trips. So yeah, I was going to say, that we never would have had that. <laughs> no, mom never bought it for us unless we were going on a road yeah. trip. So that is my favorite snack. What is your favorite road trip of all time? My favorite road trip of all time? Okay, honestly, okay, this was... How dark do you want me to get? <laughs> dark. Okay, so this was like the, the beginning of me having like real depression. Okay. So it's surprising that this is my favorite road trip and that like I was able to enjoy anything. But it was discounting the when I moved to LA because that was just me driving by myself for 16 hours to move to a new place opportunity (laughs) to to follow my dreams. Not really. I didn't move there to like act or anything. I was just like, I gotta go. Gotta get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. But the yeah, when we went to Mount Rushmore, it was okay. So we started in Washington. It was me and my mom and my sister. My sister. So she She's basically my adopted sister. Uh, At that point, she didn't live with us. This is who I think it is, yes? Yes. Okay. So she was still living in Vegas at that point, but she would come up to visit us like every summer. Mm -hmm. So she came up and me and my mom and my sister, we all went over to Mount Rushmore because like, I mean, it's summer. What else are we going to do? Right. Road trip. So... We started in Western Washington and you drive over and we stopped in Boise because we had to find like a Walmart or somewhere that would have tent stakes because somehow when we were packing all our stuff, because we were going to be camping on like along the way, mm-hmm. we had forgotten the tent stakes. So, okay, not ideal, but we can find some. Except <laughs> we didn't realize we'd forgotten the tent stakes until we got to the first campground and didn't have the tent stakes. <laughs> Let me tell you, we weren't to Boise yet because it took us a while because we got started late. So, like, it was dark by the time we got there. One of us had to stay in the tent the entire time. Like, you couldn't, we couldn't have all three of us outside the tent because it was so windy, it would blow the tent away. <laughs> and then you didn't have any stakes to tent it down? <laughs> no. So, one of us had to stay in the tent at all times. <laughs> next morning we stopped in Boise to get like steaks and they didn't have like the good metal kind they only had like plastic garden steaks and we're like that I mean it'll have to work because that's what they have right so we get to the next place that we were camping right we get there it's lava rock these fucking steaks are gonna do anything (laughs) (laughs) oh also this was the summer that I went vegetarian so that's a whole when you're driving through the middle of nowhere there's nothing to goddamn eat no everything no no. everything is meat that direction yeah those are meat and potato Uh, states dear yeah that was a fun time (laughs) I I had I did send things back though 14 year old me being like I can't eat that Because they had made something wrong, and I'm like, sorry, but I made it wrong. I (laughs) asked for no meat. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) My favorite road trip ever was the road trip to Vegas in 2016. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna let you continue, but I'm not done with mine, because we also stayed at, like, a couple KOAs, just because it's easy. Yeah. That's kind of the point. One of them we stayed at, the bathroom was disgusting. We opened the door, and a rat ran out. My sister dropped her toothbrush on the floor. She was gonna use it, and I'm like, no. Just... 
just one night just don't brush your teeth right or <laughs> like, use you mine. can't like just don't i know like we, no we stopped and got more but like mm-mm, don't do a rat just ran out of here when we opened the door what was she thinking no <laughs> that she had to brush her teeth no just i would yeah. be like mom it's not happening tonight sorry <laughs> like, like, god not gonna. okay so my favorite road trip ever was in 2016 when Stefan and I drove to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So the route was we drove from Portland to Eugene and watched Dylan Francis and Tiesto, the Cuthbert Amphitheater in Eugene. Then we woke up and drove to Crater Lake and camped at Crater Lake, which was... I love Crater Lake. We would go to Crater... That was one of our... Like whenever we had family in from out of town, because we were basically the only ones in Oregon, we would just take them to Crater Lake. I love Crater and Lake. And then after that, it was Mount St. Helens. But we always... We always lived near a national monument, so. Yeah, this is my first trip to Crater Lake, so it was beautiful. It's probably why it's oh, part of my favorite Wizard trip. Island. Isn't it just, oh, it's adorable, just it. right there. I wanted oh, so to, good. like, boat out to it. I think that'd be cool. Oh, don't do that. You'll get, you'll, you'll get dead. No, they do tours. <laughs> I know that, but <laughs> well, the, a pos- uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is a true crime podcast, and they recently did an episode where they talked about, like, deaths at Crater Lake. Oh, <laughs> okay well but, we yeah, can talk no, about that later i wouldn't <laughs> yeah okay well maybe i won't boat out to wizard island anyway <laughs> so we went from eugene to crater lake and then from crater lake we went down to the redwoods which isn't that far of a drive it's not and also i've the redwoods is one of my favorite places on earth it was magical it's we were supposed to go so camping good. there this summer but fucking corona <laughs> dude let me know when you do because i am going i miss the redwoods so much dude yes please i would love that i would love that i the last year 2018 when i lived in la Mm -hmm. before i decided to move out here i was (laughs) like looking at flights i'm like i could fly up there's like a i don't know a small airport in like i don't know like redwood airport yeah i don't know there's a small airport up there i'm like i could just fly up for my birthday because like that's a holiday weekend (sighs) and just like go like camping there stay by myself dude i would drive down and meet you oh i know (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, okay. I'm dreaming <laughs> of the Redwoods. We're going to make that happen. All right. Yeah. So we drove from Portland to Eugene, Eugene to Crater Lake, Crater Lake to Redwoods, and then we woke up and drove from the Redwoods to San Francisco. That was a story in itself. We almost <laughs> had all of our shit jacked out of our car. We walked oh, up no. to our car, and there were two people peeking at our car. <laughs> Yeah. And I think I gave them the look of death because they took off running. In San Francisco? In downtown San Francisco. Yeah. It, that was your problem. You were downtown. Yeah. It, we have learned a lot from this trip. Let me tell you about San I Francisco. I like San Francisco, but... San Francisco is a lot like downtown Portland, but worse. I've never seen... We won't go into detail. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Woke up the next morning. Uh, it was my birthday. We went to the Museum Happy of Modern birthday. Art. <laughs> and then drove down to LA to see you. And you gave me... And I got you cupcakes. cupcakes. Those and are a Wonder favorite. Woman shot glass. Yes. And, and a little keychain. So I won't say. <laughs> and a little keychain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> was a keychain. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely it was. And then we drove from... <laughs> we stayed the night with you. And we went we to d- the Cheesecake Factory. Don't yes. forget that. <laughs> yes. Super funny thing. Okay. Stefan and I were talking the other day and yeah. we were so stoned that night that he doesn't remember going to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> He's like, we went there? I was like, that's where we had my birthday dinner. Yeah. We went from where I lived in East Hollywood all the way to Santa Monica. That was so fun. I That was a good birthday. And then yeah. we woke up and then drove to Vegas and we stayed there for two nights. And Excuse me. We also walked down to the coffee shop and got delicious pastries. Yes, we did. That was beautiful. And we saw some art. <laughs> Probably on the side of a mattress store because that's the only thing I live near. And the Wonder Woman shop glass. Come right now. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> and then we drove, we stayed two nights in Vegas and then drove from Vegas to Reno and then stayed a night in Reno and then drove from Reno to home. Mm-hmm. It was only nine days, but it was my most amazing road trip. I could not have asked for a more perfect one. Yeah. So yeah, that is my favorite road trip. Do you have a favorite road trip drink? I guess you said your vanilla freeze. Yeah. I mean, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had one of those probably since like ninth grade, but I mean, coffee coffee i'm not a big classic coca-cola drinker but for whatever reason i like <laughs> drinking a classic coca-cola on a road trip that's literally <laughs> the only time i ever drink a full classic coca-cola is on a yeah. road trip do you have a song or an album that reminds you of a road trip or like- i do the 21 pilots album blurry face yes. came out right before i moved to la i literally i had that cd in my player i listened to it on repeat for the entire 16 hours <laughs> That I drove. <laughs> uh, Heavy Dirty Soul is my favorite song off that album. It's mm-hmm. good. Love that song. Mine would be, there are two. One is Take It Easy by Jackson Brown uh, from 1973. And that just reminds me of like the Northern California coast driving from mm-hmm. the Redwoods down to San Francisco. It's just, there's beach and there's ocean. And it just reminds me of like a classic 1970s road trip cruising. Also, George Strait, 50 number ones. My mom, I think we listened to that. We used to drive straight through. We never really stopped for the night. We would always drive from Washington to South Dakota, like Rapid City. And then we yeah. would stay in a hotel there. But usually we would just drive straight through. So we would, my mom had this two CD set of George Strait 50 number ones. And that is what we listened to nonstop. <laughs> over and over and over and over and over. The and first over. CD I ever bought for myself was... George Strait number ones. So. Oh, really? I love it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love all of the George yeah. Straits. But that is the album that reminds me most of a road trip. Mm. No. Where <laughs> would you like your next road trip to be? I mean, that depends on... Living where you're at now, where would you like your next road trip to be? Yeah, I mean, that still depends on when it's going to be. Because, like, are we counting here to L.A. a road trip? Because I would like to go back and, like, see my L.A. friends. I mean, it could be. It's like six hours. It's not, a, it's not like a fun drive. The first time I made this drive, I came out to surprise Kelsey after I got off work one day, but it was like 11 o'clock by the time I got out here. <laughs> it's monsoon season. And I was just driving through the desert on this like two lane highway and I can't see anything. And I'm just trying to stay on the road. I'm like, I don't know what's on the other side of this asphalt. <laughs> like, I, I cannot, cannot see. see. <laughs> no, there are no lights in the desert. My next road trip. Yeah, I mean, the Redwoods would be good or like Denver maybe because we flew up to Salt Lake City when we went in January, mm-hmm. which was fun. I like flying, but like also a nice drive. Right. Road like road trips are special. <laughs> yeah. I think my next road trip would either be East Coast, New York to Florida, or to I'm sorry. <laughs> what? You're flying over there to do a road trip? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. Do we or to Yellowstone, did you say? Uh yes, or to Yellowstone. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that would be good too. I would do that. Cause like I only have so many vacation days and if I'm gonna do a road trip. I want to enjoy it and not rush. So that's why I would fly to New York and drive down to Florida. But I've, so I've been to Yellowstone once. Uh, I went with my grandparents when I was like 14. I loved it, but I would love to go back as an adult and spend like a week there just putting around and I think we talked about that in episode one. We did. We did. But I would like to go back. (laughs) Anyways, that is basically all I have for road trips. It was more conversational than it was informational. Yeah. I like it. And they make me happy. So there we go. Yeah. I like a road trip. What is your second topic? Okay, so from I'm gonna get a little serious for a second. Okay, I'm going to add a little bit of a content warning for mine. If you are not in a 
place to listen to us talk about things like political unrest and addressing suicide and military violence, I would maybe skip this part for now. (laughs) So my second thing is the Bad Wolves cover of the Cranberries song Zombie. I have not heard that version, but I've heard the original. Yes. I figured there was a high likelihood that you had heard the Cranberries version, but the Bad Wolves cover only came out in 2018, and also you don't really listen to metal, so... Not usually. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. I like the Cranberries. I like the style of the, like, half yodel, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Dolores, the lead singer yes. of the Cranberries, and Alanis Morissette, that style. Yes. I don't, There, there's just something. Okay, the original zombie is great. I like the song. I like the Cranberries. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. I don't know what it is about the Bad Wolves cover that gets me so much. It might just be the fact that it's 25 years later and it's still relevant. But I mean, it's also that it's a heavier version. I mean, there's that <laughs> too. The Cranberries are alt rock, but this is true. Like the, what was this version you called it? The sec- the newer version? Bad Wolves? Yes. Are you asking Wolves. the band name? Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think probably like you can relate to the Bad Wolves version and the fact like of the state that our world is in, just like Oh, I get to that, trust me. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about the song itself. Okay. The original was written in nineteen ninety three. Okay. Do you know the whole political unrest situation in Ireland? Vaguely. Okay. You should watch the show Dairy Girls on Netflix. It's great. The seasons are short and I love them. Dairy Girls? Dairy Girls. D E R R Y. Okay. So the Northern Ireland conflict is how it's known outside of Ireland. Over there, they just call it the Troubles. But worldwide, it's known as the Northern Ireland (laughs) conflict. Okay. And basically, that took place from the 1960s to the official air quotes end of it was 1998. But obviously, when something is that ingrained in (laughs) your society, it doesn't just go away because you signed a paper. Right. (laughs) So it's basically between the union. It's not religious disagreement necessarily, but it was between the unionists who were mostly Protestant and the Irish nationalists who were mostly Catholic. Okay. Unionists were from the Republic of Ireland and the nationalists are from Northern Ireland, which is separate. And the unionists did not want to basically join together. They wanted them to stay part of the uh, Great Britain or UK or whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read this part very quickly. <laughs> Skim. So basically it's the Republic of Ireland against Northern, Northern. Ireland. Um, and it got like bad. Like when someone orders an Irish car bomb, that's what they're talking about. And also they're a dick. <laughs> that's what I vague how I vaguely knew that this was a thing was from the Irish car exactly. bomb. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, is based on a terrorist act and don't order that drink because it, the uh, American equivalent is if you walked into a bar and said, hey, can I get a two towers? <laughs> like, that's not okay. <laughs> just don't say that. <laughs> just yeah. don't. Sorry. Just don't order that. I meant, I meant twin towers. Two towers is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Twin towers. <laughs> I know. But... <laughs> In 1993, there was an IRA bombing in Warrington. There were casualties. Two of those casualties were Tim Perry, who was 12, and Jonathan Ball, who was 3. What? Yes. They went out to buy Mother's Day cards, and they got caught up in the explosions, and they did not survive. That is so sad. Yeah. Obviously, the Cranberries are Irish. Dolores O'Rourdon, I think that's how you say her name, but it could be pulling a Siobhan on me and I wouldn't even know. 
yeah, she just really, <laughs> she really felt for those boys. And obviously it's not all Irish people who are terrorists in yeah. this situation or any situation. I don't know why, <laughs> why is that like that? <laughs> I mean, not not every Irish person was involved in that, but coming from Ireland as this is happening, that's what people are going to be talking about. So she decided to write zombie. And there is a line in the song about children dying in the explosion. I mean, she doesn't say explosion, but yeah, uh, children died in the song. So she wrote that and that came out in September 1994. It was their second single after Linger, which is great. I love Linger. The song comes out. 1994 it's our second single it's all it's all bad none of it is good news except that the song is a hit and they hit many charts and it went over very well in 20 i mean i guess 2017 bad wolves get together it's guys from other bands who are now in bad wolves they get permission from the label to do a cover of zombie in Mm -hmm. 2017 so they record that and it's supposed to come out on their second album or no sorry their first album (laughs) it's supposed to come out on their first album one of the guys who worked at the studio that they were recording at sent it to Dolores because (laughs) he knew her yeah and she was in London at at some point she was living in New York but at that when they recorded it she was in London so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what a life it's, it's well, it's a questionable timeline because, like, the the cranberries broke up and then they got back together and I don't know if she was... I'll get to that in a minute. But they send it to her and she's like, hey, that's great. Can I do some vocals on it? She loved it. She thought it was fantastic and they were like, That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Let's like, do we this. We would love to have you do exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> like, they were honor. just stoked. Yeah, they were just stoked that she liked it and she's like, yeah, cool. So, they're you know, they talked back and forth. They had changed some of the lyrics. Like, one of the lines in the song addresses the 1916 Easter Rising insurrection in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And they changed that line to it's the same old theme in 2018 because That's the song it's still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> And they've subbed in some lyrics about, like, drones and stuff instead of just... Be- I mean, because war has changed yeah. <laughs> since, since 1994. It's a little bit different now. A lot of bit different now, actually. Yeah. So they updated some of the lyrics and she was great with all of that. She loved it. She thought that it was still relevant and that their changes were great (laughs) and relevant to now. So in January, she was set to record her vocals January Mm -hmm. 15th, which was a Monday in London, in London studio after they don't, they didn't know what she was going to do. Did she want to just like add some background or like, did she want to like do a verse or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, So they were, they, you know, she was just going to go record and then they were going to like figure it out after, but it was her song. So they were like, artist choice. Yeah. (laughs) Like whatever you want to do. So the morning that she was set to go record her vocals, she was found dead in her hotel room. The official cause was accidental drowning due to intoxication, but she did have some history. She had a very rough life growing up and that affected her a lot. And she did have as early as November, like the previous November was Mm -hmm. she had some attempts. So we don't, really know because her blood alcohol was 0.33 and I'm like holy fuck. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. Can't really just dismiss that. Exactly. So sad. That is really yeah, sad. Yeah, the morning that she was supposed to go. And it's not like she had, like, she had talked to her mom that morning, so it's not like it had been a while. It was Yeah, since anyone yeah. had heard from her. Oh, god damn yeah. it. <laughs> she never got to add any vocals to 
<laughs> that track and they did end up releasing it as they had it recorded on January 19th that year which was Friday of that week because that all happened on Monday Dolores yeah so Tommy Vexed made a comment after all of that happened he said it was the greatest honor to know she liked our version and wanted to sing on it we're deeply saddened by the sudden loss of Dolores and by the fact that she's leaving behind three children so we are donating the proceeds from the song to her kids so they released the single and all of the money they made it also went on their album that came out I think it came out May that year all the proceeds that they made basically they sent to her kids because they were 21 17 and 13 or something Ooh, yeah wow. so all of the money that they made directly from that song they sent to her kids to help out with that and <laughs> just <laughs> that's a really sad story but i think it's really cool that they yeah, did that i think it yeah. I love that they, I love that she, rather, I like that Bad Wolves got closure knowing that they had the, her yeah. approval. Like, had they not had her approval, I feel like the story would be totally exactly. different. I feel like that version probably wouldn't exist. Yeah. So the music video is really good. I like it at least. Basically, it is them singing in just like a like black background. Like, it's just them. <laughs> it's not like props and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's them performing the song. And there is a wall of glass and a woman who is dressed as Dolores was dressed in the original video. Yes. So in the original video, she is wearing like a long gown and you know, like think the Cleopatra like beaded headdress that's like shoulder length. Yeah. Okay. So she's wearing one of those and she's entirely painted gold. So it's that it's the video is like throughout the video she get like, you see like the gold paint like dripping down and then she comes over and he's like singing to her through the glass pane and she is covering the glass with the gold paint (laughs) and by the end it's just her and the (laughs) the gold paint and you can't see anything else it's really good (laughs) i will have to watch that i really like it (laughs) i think it's a really good version It's, yeah, I mean, I just, that's more of the music that I listen to. I do listen to the Cranberries, but in it's general, your style. yeah, in general, I prefer, I like when heavier bands do covers of like poppier music. And I think it's, I do have to say, great. Out of all the covers, yeah. I like rock covers the yeah. most. And I'm not sure. Why I, think that is. Just, I think it's just it's because such there's so much you can do. <laughs> yeah, you can just do so much with rock sound that you can't do otherwise, mm-hmm. like with a song in its original form. Yeah. And there, I think rock in general or like heavy music in general has such a vast array of sound, anyways, mm-hmm. that there's just more you can do with it that way. I find that some of the best covers are rock. Yeah. So I'm excited to go check this yeah. one out. <laughs> and just, I mean, obviously, it is still relevant. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. Come yeah. on. I mean, we're not necessarily at war with ourselves right now, but, like, you can make the argument that we absolutely also are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I have a lot of thoughts yeah. on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just think that it's a great cover. I, I mean, I like the sound, but also I just really like the story behind it. So I'm going to insert a little clip of it here. Actually, one of my favorite memories. 
memories is being at Paradiso in 2018 with my sister. Uh, it was just her and I that year, and that song uh, was popular, mm-hmm. and a lot of artists mixed it in with their mixes and mm-hmm. such. And I just remember that being like the theme song for that year of Diso is zombie. yeah. A lot of people have probably because of this exact reason. Yeah, because she had just died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Eminem put it in something. I don't remember sampled it for something, but ooh, I did know that. Yeah. I think I've actually heard that. I'm not gonna be able to remember because I'm not a big yeah. Eminem fan, but I do recall hearing that in one of his yeah, songs. I don't remember either. Oh, music. I love music so much. <sighs> it's just so good. Well, we're gonna head out because my internet sucks and it keeps cutting out and we should probably end this while we can hear each other. Also, I'm hungry. I am not, but I can use another drink. <laughs> <laughs> Always Great. more drinks. So, thank you for listening, like always, <laughs> hopefully. We are on Apple Podcasts. It's not iTunes, and we both know that, but we always call it that, and it is Apple Podcasts. Uh, So go ahead and go over there and give us a rating and a comment, please. We are on SoundCloud, and you can go ahead and follow us there, and give us a like. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, at YesDudePodcast, on both. Did you have anything else? I did not. All right. Well, we will talk to you next week. See you next time. Bye. 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 B